Welcome back to the Run Alive Intervals, short episodes each Tuesday lifting key parts and learnings from our longer interviews. This week, we're revisiting our chat with Dan Jarvis, MP. Being a Member of Parliament, it's not a job. It's a complete way of life. Mm. And to do it properly consumes you seven days a week. I'll be working Saturday. I've got stuff on Sunday. Um, You know, every bank holiday I'm doing sort of things out and about. It is a busy, Mm. all-encompassing role. But that's what people deserve. They deserve someone who's going to roll up their sleeves and give it their best shot. And my approach to it is making sure that I repay that faith and trust in my constituents who've elected me to serve them in Parliament. And I think the other thing about all of that is honesty. Just before we get going, though, we're immensely grateful for the sponsorship of Run Unbound this season. James popped in to tell us all about why he's sponsoring the podcast. Well, thanks for having me back, Gary. Look, running changed my life, and I find it run unbound to share my passion with the world, if that isn't too grand. Um, Everyone is different, and with Run Unbound, what I want to do is work really closely with runners to provide something that's genuinely personal in terms of coaching to help them achieve their goals. And I want to make people have a sustainable running habit that's actually fun. You know, collaborations at the heart of this and I work with the lovely humans I coach to build a plan that suits them their lifestyle and their aspirations and look that can be anything from improving your 5k time to running the dragon's back race and I can vouch for James's coaching being truly personal because he's my coach and I've witnessed to uh, witness his dedication and understanding of each athlete individually and that really is what makes run and bound stand out as James said, it's it's not just about a program, it's about tailoring it to you. And in my case, that's meant uh, putting in more cycles instead of runs to help me with a few niggles. It also meant being entirely flexible to write me some training for a duathlon when I suddenly threw that on him instead of just my normal running challenges. So what the other thing I really love about uh, Run Unbound and the crew is the community. You get to be part of this wonderful, diverse and supportive community because James coaches a wide variety of runners, triathletes and even skate marathoners. So I really do recommend him. James, what is it about this podcast that has made you want to support us for this season? It comes back to collaboration, Ed. You know, we're better working together, you know, Run Unbound and Run Alive are two sort of running startups. And what I really like about Run Unlive is the stories you help your guests tell about how running changed their life. And, you know, that's what Run, Run Unbound is really about. It's about personalised training, support and a collaboration to bring joy to people's lives through running. That's fantastic. That's so good to hear, James. Uh, thank you for being our sponsor. Thank you for being our partner. Thank you to Run Unbound for uh, working with us on this season. And I would endorse what Ed said as well. If you're looking for uh, a supportive, knowledgeable and encouraging coach, then reach out to James. You can check out, uh, find him at Run Unbound and the web address is www.rununbound.com. So let's get back to hearing from Dan. In this clip, he talks about the importance of integrity and honesty in politics and how running gives him the space to recharge and think. We started by asking him how he maintained the morale of his team as mayor of South Yorkshire during the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Well, it was quite challenging, particularly at the early point of the pandemic. I mean, I remember having really difficult conversations with senior police officers, with senior people in the NHS, about whether the system potentially was going to be able to cope with what was coming. You know, conversations with police officers about whether they would physically have enough people to maintain law and order. Difficult conversations with the local hospital about whether there could be enough people in ICU. Um, and, you know, for the first time in my life, I guess, really, you kind of genuinely are fearful about the sort of circumstances that you're operating in, given the sort of the unique nature of the threat that we were dealing with at that particular time. I mean, what I tried to do, and it will be for others to judge whether it was successful or not, was invest in my team this sort of sense that what we were doing was really important, that it was making a difference. There was a massive economic crisis that went alongside the, um, the, the sort of health crisis uh, that came from the pandemic. You know, businesses were under massive pressure. People were being furloughed and losing their job. You know, the economic stability that we tried to achieve within our region was a really important part of, 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 of the work that we were trying to do. So what I tried to do was convey to people that actually the role that they were f- fulfilling was seriously important and that this was a moment for us as public servants to step up to the plate mm. um, and, and fulfil the commitments that I'd made as mayor to serving the public. Now, I think... Almost without exception, my team did that, and and they kind of embraced that opportunity to get stuff done under difficult circumstances. It it really annoys me when politicians talk about um, the blob, is this kind of expression that that people use. There's been quite a lot of criticism recently of civil servants, Mm -hmm. politicians blaming civil servants for things not going wrong. I think that is really the wrong approach. You know, as a politician, ultimately, you have to take responsibility. If things go well, that is a credit to you. If they go badly, you have to shoulder that responsibility for yourself. And I'm really proud that my relatively small team, who were under massive pressure during the pandemic, stepped up to the plate, worked hard, and we did the very best that we could for the people that we represent. Mm. Again, a bit um, not on our plan, Dan, but... I'd like to talk about integrity. So what's coming through hugely to me from, from, from how you talk about how you lead, culture that you want to build, how what you want to role model is integrity matters enormously to you. My, we're, we're not a political podcast, by the way, in any way, but my perception of politics is it can be, for actually quite good reasons, quite hard to maintain your integrity. There's lots of choices have to be made. You have to be part of a team. You might not always agree with everything that you're required to go along with. How how do you keep strive? What does it look like for you striving to keep it your integrity whole as you do the tricky work of politics? What's that like? Mm. Well, let, let me firstly say that whilst there have been some pretty massive lapses when it comes to integrity, yeah, from yeah. People, I'm not thinking about those. Those are the easy ones <laughs> to avoid, right? Yeah, they should be. But <laughs> but, but, but I think it, it, it's important to counterbalance that by saying there's a lot of good people who step forward to serve in politics. You know, it doesn't necessarily make the news. And if you turn the TV on, what you will likely see coming out of the House of Commons is the confrontation across the dispatch box. Now, that's not criticism of the media. I understand why they want to show that particular element of the work that we do in Parliament. But the truth of the matter is that much of what we do 
is on a cross-party basis. I've worked very closely with a number of uh, politicians on the other side of the House. I've introduced two pieces of legislation that ultimately were successful that I could only ever have got through the House of Commons um, with support from members of other political parties. So there is quite a lot of good positive activity that takes place, which doesn't necessarily ever kind of capture the, the media headlines. And I think it is only fair to point out that there are a lot of people there who've stepped forward because they are public servants, they want to work hard, they want to serve their constituents, and they want to make their constituency and the world a better place. I, th I think in terms of, um, you know, how I ground myself in all of that, I mean, one of the best ways of doing it is being out and about talking to your constituents. You know, I, I can be down in Westminster doing all these different things and speaking in debates and meeting all sorts of different people, but... When I get back off the train in Barnsley on a Friday or a Thursday or whenever it is, you know, I'm the local MP. Mm. And people want to see me and they want to talk to me about what's important to them, which may well not be what I've been doing down in Parliament with some of the kind of meetings and some of the contributions to debates I've had. So your constituents and your constituency is a very good grounding. And I'm incredibly grateful to my constituents. They've elected me on numerous occasions even when, you know, they had reasons not to elect me because, you know, my party wasn't particularly popular at that particular moment. But they've invested their faith and trust in me as their local representative. Now, I think I owe it to them to treat that faith with the, the seriousness that it deserves. And that's why. And it comes at some cost, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know being a member of parliament, it's not a job. It's a complete way of life. Mm. And to do it properly consumes you seven days a week. I'll be working Saturday. I've got stuff on Sunday. Um, you know, every bank holiday I'm doing sort of things out and about. It is a busy, mm. all-encompassing uh, role. But that's what people deserve. Mm. They deserve someone who's going to roll up their sleeves and give it their best shot. And my approach to it is making sure that I repay that faith and trust in my constituents who've elected me to serve them in Parliament. And I think the other thing about all of that is honesty. My experience of these things is if you make a mistake, if you get something wrong, the public can be quite forgiving. Mm. So they will accept that we're not perfect. None of us are. So if you make a mistake and you do something that's, you know, that's a bit silly, hold your hands up to it quickly mm. and apologise and move on. But what the public can't abide rightly so, is people who try and bluff their way through it, people who try and kind of cover up their mistakes, mm. and people with whom they think are not being transparent or honest. And that link to the constituency and that contact with my constituents is the thing that gives me that grounding and inspires me to get on and do the very best job that I can for, for my constituents in Barnsley. Mm. So wow. some important things there, Dan. Accountability yeah. I'm hearing as well. Very big. Sorry, Ed. No, um, thank you. I mean, you just spoke a little bit about how all-consuming uh, your role or the role, um, and I expect even more so now your role uh, as a frontbencher uh, can be. Um, running for some people can be a creative time. It can be an escapist time. How does it work out for you um, in your day? How does it fit in? Is it uh, What do you... What does it give you uh, as you go about your daily life? It, it gives me a lot. I mean, I constantly have conversations with busy people who tell me that they haven't got time to go for a run. Mm. Now, I kind of 
to an extent, get where they're coming from. But but my thinking around this is even if you are very busy, if you've got lots of things to do, time invested in a run is time very well spent. Because I think particularly if you are busy, you need that air gap. You need that peace and calm of being able to go out for a run, clear your mind, think about stuff, whatever it is you want to think about, whether that's personal stuff or whether that's work stuff. I have always found that being out in the fresh air, having that run makes me feel better. It is good for my physical health. It is good for my mental health. In all the many, many years that I've been running, and I've been running for for quite a few years now, I've never, ever come back from a run and felt anything other than better at the end of it than I did at the beginning of it. So what a fantastic return on the investment that is. 